You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Hi, this is Marquis Laughlin, and today I'm going to talk about what Jesus may have been referring to when he mentions the unforgivable sin or the unpardonable sin. So what is the unpardonable or unforgivable sin? What is blaspheming the Holy Spirit specifically? Why are we warned about it, and why is it unforgivable? I mean, is this sin part of a falling away of the church, the Antichrist plans, and the great delusion that is going to come upon the earth? Well, I think it is. But first, let's look into the specifics of what uh, Jesus was talking about. Um, We look at Mark chapter 3, verses 28 and 29. The context here is that Jesus has been performing miracles, specifically driving demons out of people. So some scribes come down from Jerusalem and they're saying he is possessed by Beelzebub. He drives out demons by the prince of demons. So Jesus's answer is, truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For the scribes are saying that he has an unclean spirit. So Jesus then goes on to tell them um, about a house being divided against itself and that it cannot stand. If Satan's divided against Satan, if he's fighting against himself, he can't stand. So um, that's one that's that's where it appears, and of course, it's also in Luke, um, Luke chapter twelve, verses eight through ten. He says, "And I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before men, this is Jesus speaking, the Son of Man, Jesus, will also acknowledge him before the angels of God. But the one who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God." And here it is in verse 10. He says, "And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven." but the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. So interesting, he's calling the work of the Holy Spirit um, something that if you blaspheme against that, that in particular is something you won't be forgiven for. So let's take a look at how, uh, what does it mean to really blaspheme? I mean, how does, uh, and who does it? If you you look at the scriptures in Revelation chapter 13, we get a picture of the Antichrist. I'm going to read from chapter 13, and we're going to see how he is responsible. It's said that he blasphemes God. And so let's look at the context of this this chapter. It's chapter 13. I'm going to start reading from verse 5 about the beast or the Antichrist. And remember, the context of this is the tribulation period or the time of Jacob's trouble, the idea here is that there is a great war, the final scenes in the great war uh, 
of man, uh, the enemy, Satan, and man's best evil versus God and, and Jesus, his son. So um, the, the players here are the Antichrist and the false prophet. And, of course, you have the two witnesses. Uh, most believe Moses and Elijah or Moses and Enoch. But the idea is that God's two witnesses, and they are doing miracles and causing fire to come down on the earth and making sure it doesn't rain during the time they're prophesying for three and a half years. And, of course, this culminates uh, with uh, the Antichrist killing them and the two witnesses rising from the dead after three and a half days. Their bodies laying in, in, in Jerusalem where the, all, the whole world watches them. And then they, they literally are resurrected and go up to heaven in a cloud while their enemies look on. So pretty fascinating scene there. Uh, but it's connected to this whole idea of blaspheming. And I'm going to connect it to the mark of the beast so that we can get a little more insight of what that might look like. So here, let me read chapter 13 of Revelation, starting at verse 5. It says, And the beast, this is the beast that came out of the sea of the peoples, was given a mouth uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months, or three and a half years. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. It was also allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given over it to every tribe and people and language and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship the beast, everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of the life of the Lamb who was slain. See, if anyone has an ear, let him hear. This is verse 10. If anyone is to be taken captivity, to captivity he goes. If anyone is to be slain with a sword, with the sword he must be slain. Here is a call for the endurance and faith of the saints. Now, starting at, at uh, verse 11 in chapter 13, it says, Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all of the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. It performed great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast, so that the image of the beast might even speak, and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. It also causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or on the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. So that is the, that's the context we're dealing with, the ultimate context for the opportunity to commit the unforgivable sin. And why are we linking this, uh, uh, this, uh, these verses in Revelation with what Jesus said in the Gospels in Matthew and Mark about the unforgivable sin? Well, because there appears to be something people do 
right here that is unforgivable. It is called taking the mark of the beast. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, how, how we can, um, uh, uh, how that mark is connected to an, the unforgivable sin. And it's something that's irrevocable. You can't reverse the results of it. Well, I believe the devil's going to use AI, uh, artificial intelligence, to deceive the world into worshiping the beast, the Antichrist. This image, remember, is given some form of life. And there, people are told to make an image to the beast. And they, the power to make that image uh, uh, speak, the false prophet, gives, gives uh, that image life. Uh, so there's a, a, a false uh, appearance of the Holy Spirit indwelling this talking beast that that allows it to all obviously see who's not worshiping it and command for them to be killed. So there's a almost an, an omniscience that is is copied the 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 idea that the spirit of God uh, goes where it may. This whole idea and and it brings life to things. This whole idea of the the task of the Holy Spirit. Uh, is really uh, to convict the world of sin and to be comforting uh, for the believers. And this is like a copy on an evil scale. This is like the devil's copy of the Holy Spirit. And so I, I think that's what's fascinating about these verses and about what the Antichrist is doing. And we're going to relate that to how that how that is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Uh, but before we do that, let me go to, uh, let me give you just a little insight of how we're trying to prepare people uh, for enduring um, this time, or at least warn them about it at the very least, uh, and prepare for these scenes that we read about in Revelation that we believe are close to coming true and taking place. You know, Revelation was written almost 2,000 years ago, even as the last book of the Bible, uh, Revelation, uh, was written at A.D. 90. So uh, that's, a, that's a guess, 60 to 90, somewhere in there. So it's been almost 2,000 years uh, or two days in God's, God's way of looking at, at time. Um, so we are really are at a critical point on God's calendar um, that we're looking at these things start to take place. It's only been recently that we could even imagine um, something uh, like what I just read to you from the book of Revelation. We actually know... Uh, we have a threat of the reality of these things. They're in, that are they're already created. The technology is already there, and it is starting to become widely used. And we have a prediction about it it being used to control the whole world. So uh, our fears about AI they are they you can say they're founded in scripture literally. And so what we're trying to do is prepare people uh, for how to. Uh, how to handle and endure and be patience, endurance. This calls for patience, endurance, and faithfulness on the part of the saints. That's what we're trying to um, uh, equip people to be able to do because we believe people, the church uh, in particular, is is largely unaware of some of the things they're going to face, and um, they're they're almost 
completely ignorant of what Jesus told them to be doing just prior to he when he returns. And that's what we're trying to focus the church on. We're doing conferences all around the country. We'd love to have you join us. We'd love to meet you and develop those relationships. You know, it's going to be so important as we move forward and as Christians are persecuted more in this country and all around the world that we love each other and we know uh, we have each other's back and we support each other as we're being persecuted. Uh, that's one of the ways to prepare. And so our conferences are all about what to do uh, when the world around us collapse. They're how to prepare for the end days. And you can, uh, we have three this summer uh, coming up uh, in June, uh, June uh uh, the first weekend of June, I believe that's Saturday, June 9th, June 10th, we are going to be at the Cincinnati Radisson Hotel, uh, and we'll be presenting there. It's an all-day conference. You can get your tickets by going to Last Days Overcomers, uh, lastdaysovercomer.org, lastdaysovercomer.org, uh, and get your tickets for that Cincinnati event. You can also go to the event in Springdale, Arkansas on July 26th, I believe, uh, uh, 29th. Uh, and uh, that is a Saturday all-day conference there. It's at the Jones Center Auditorium in Springdale, Arkansas. Go to lastdaysovercomer.org and get your tickets for that. Or you can meet us in Minneapolis. We're going to be in Bloomington, Minneapolis, which is uh, uh, Minnesota, which is uh, basically a suburb of Minneapolis. We're going to be at the Mall of America in the Parkview Conference Room. And our conference will be there all day. We'll have Chick-fil-A for lunch and um we're going to be uh, helping people get ready and get others ready. I mean, you're into this, you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, you're staying up on things, you're staying awake, you're looking, but how do you take this information that you're getting and, and use it, share it, to prepare other people? How do you prepare your children, your grandchildren, uh, for what is coming? Remember, this is the, the most difficult time or days for the church ever uh, is predicted to come uh, to approach us, our generation. We're seeing things fulfilled nobody else has, and we need to be able to warn the world and equip and prepare believers. Um, these are the plays we're supposed to be running. So that's what the conference is all about, focusing on what Jesus said to be doing when he comes back and preparing. So great stuff. Go to lastdaysovercomer.org and get your ticket. We are working on uh, three more conferences for the fall right now. But getting back to our topic, this unforgivable sin, all of the earth dwellers or people of this world will commit this unforgivable sin and they'll take the mark of the beast. Uh, they'll take the mark of the beast because they are deceived by the miraculous signs and wonders that the false prophet performs. So they're going to look at the signs he performs and think they are the Holy Spirit. They are good and they are going to reject, completely reject God his son, and now, finally, the miraculous works of the Holy Spirit, they're going to completely reject them. Remember, simultaneously, the two witnesses are going to be doing uh, their signs and wonders. They're going to be calling plagues down on the earth. They're going to be causing it to not rain for three and a half years while they are prophesying. They're going to strike the earth with blood and every kind of plague they want. Now, they're going to be doing this, and the, the world is going to reject them doing these miraculous signs and wonders through the Holy Spirit. And they're going to accept 
the false prophet and the signs that he does. And they're going to think that is good. And what the two witnesses do are evil. People are actually going to um, are going to celebrate when these two prophets are killed and give and send each other gifts. It's going to be like Christmas when they're dead. And of course, they're going to uh, be resurrected three and a half days later, and uh, and uh, caught up in a cloud and raptured to to heaven. So that's their end. It's a good end. But th- they are there to present the 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 most obvious plea for uh for uh people of the earth uh literally the uh, an angel flies through the heavens and says fear god and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come worship him who made the heavens the earth the sea and the springs of water so they are getting a final plea to accept god with the most obvious miracles that have to be from god and they reject literally reject it and they blaspheme the holy spirit by taking the mark of the beast they are connecting themselves to the beast and when you take the mark you are accepting the beast as your savior you're rejecting christ you're accepting the beast as your savior you're accepting his false idea of eternal life and his false idea of what is good you're calling good evil and evil good That's what you're doing. Now, we have an example of what happens to people who take the mark and why it appears to be blaspheming the Holy Spirit. You're getting uh, something in that mark that is an imitation of eternal life. And, and, And we know that because we can see the results of people who've taken the mark of the beast. Uh, in, um, Revelation chapter nine, it records people who take the mark being tortured and wanting to die for five months, but death eludes them. I'll read it for you. It says, and the fifth angel blew his trumpet and I saw a star fallen from heaven to earth. And he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. He opened the shaft of the bottomless pit, and from the shaft rose smoke like the smoke from a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened with the smoke from the shaft. Then from the smoke came locusts on the earth, and they were given power like the power of scorpions of the earth. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth, or any green plant, or any tree, but only those people who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were allowed to torment them for five months, but not to kill them. And their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it stings someone. And in those days, people will seek death and will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. Can you imagine that? You're being tortured and you want to die, but normally you'd just be able to commit suicide. But for some reason, for five months, you can't die. Maybe that is, or obviously, the result. What do you have in common? You've all taken the mark. You don't have the the mark of God on your forehead. You have the mark of the beast on your forehead. So there's something about it that changes you and makes you unredeemable. Maybe there's some mojo in the mark, genetically or uh, technologically, that uh, is, is that promise of eternal life. Remember, everyone marvels at the beast because he has a head wound that heals so he apparently can't die who is like the beast who can make war against him they say this because he's obviously this guy's impressive 
He he is beaten death. He's going to claim to have the power over death, with on, which only Jesus has. And the easiest way to know that, uh, obviously, uh, to prove that is to die and to come back from the dead, which is what the Antichrist is going to do. So it, it, it's profound. You're taking this mark. You're committing the unforgivable or the unpardonable sin because you're blaspheming not Jesus, not God, but now the Holy Spirit, the, the third way God has chosen to reveal himself to mankind, the last way, the most obvious way. He has uh, proven and shown you right in front of you uh, all of these miraculous signs and wonders through the Holy Spirit, and you have called it like some of the Pharisees did when they saw Jesus uh, forgive sins and drive demons out. He's blaspheming. Um, they thought it was the work of the devil instead of the work of God. And that's what people are going to think. They're going to celebrate when the two witnesses are killed because they think they were doing the work of the devil or the enemy. And they're going to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. So what does blaspheming um, mean? It means to, to you know, swear against, to, uh, to, uh, to deride, to lie about uh, the Holy Spirit, to assign blame to it. To, uh, to say it's something that it isn't, or to stand in place of it and lie and tell people you're it when, you, when it isn't, uh, when you aren't. Uh, so those are really, really heavy ways of tossing around and abusing um, the Holy Spirit and not respecting God and, and keeping him holy. So it, it's very sobering stuff. But when you see that, um, happening when you see people now uh, disregarding God and His Word and His truth, and 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 um, uh, calling evil good and good evil, you know that is a sign of the end times. That is a sign that these are the times where people are going to do that, and the enemy is ultimately that is his plan is to have everyone believe that what is good uh, is evil and what is evil is good. He wants to uh, permanently have people uh, blaspheme as many people as he can the Holy Spirit's work because he knows that is the unpardonable sin. You could blaspheme Jesus and there's still hope of you being pardoned. You can blaspheme God and still be hoped uh, of pardon, but you cannot blaspheme the Holy Spirit, the miraculous signs and wonders, the work of the Spirit that's what Jesus said is a no-no, and that's really the ultimate fulfillment of that, is the Antichrist blaspheming heaven and God and teaching everyone around the world to do the same. So we're a first generation of believers who can see the technology for all this um, uh, being put into place uh, right in front of us. So we have an obligation to warn people about the dangers of getting this choice wrong, and it's a sober sober responsibility. Uh, you know, I thought about the different things that we, we warn people about, and there's nothing more significant uh, that I can imagine that is worthy of someone warning somebody about than something that can damn them to hell for eternity. The, 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 the price tag is as expensive as it can be. 
So the responsibility for us to warn our brothers and sisters and everyone, because this is something that everyone is going to see and have the opportunity to say yay or nay to. Um, it's very critical. So spread this message, uh, spread this podcast, and may the Lord come quickly. Maranatha. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 